and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Really pushing the boundaries of podcasting today. How so? I think this is the earliest anyone's ever recorded a podcast. <laughs> I think Sunday. so. We we did it. 10 a.m. Yeah. on a Sunday? We got our Bloody Marys. What is this? An episode of It's Always Sunday in Philadelphia? Am I right, boys? Do we have our bloodies? I don't have my bloodies. Here's, here's a hot bloody. take for a cold open. Salty drinks? Get them away from me. The salty drinks rule. Fuck off. See, like, I actually like a Bloody Mary, and I don't like alcohol. Bloody Mary, no. Martini, the, the olive, no. Those are kind of rough. Any V8, oh. no. Uh, what's another salty drink? Linguini? Linguini. <laughs> yeah, Say yeah. Linguini. Any sauce? <laughs> yeah. Spaghetti sauce. Spaghetti so, if sauce? you give me a pint glass of a sauce, fuck you. <laughs> what about like zesty sauce from Burger King? Mm. Still no, it's too much. If you gave me a shot glass of it. I'll dip my fries. Have you ever chugged a, sh- a shrimp cocktail? It's not great. No, I've never done that. That one's not good. Have you done that? Uh, Bloody's rule. Hold on, let's back up. But Kelly, you've done. You have done that, Kelly. No, I've just thought about it. I had okay, about it. all right. You just you said it like you really knew. Like how do you, you how do you know it's not good if you've I never just, done it? I can tell. Okay, from like a distance. Okay. Wait, what are we? What's a shrimp cocktail? Are we talking about just like putting shrimp? Like on the rim of a, shrimp sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's 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 what we're saying. Well, it's Wait, really so just, when you're chugging it, it's really hard to get all the tails off of the shrimp while you're. Yeah, chugging. that's what I was gonna ask. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Do you have to eat the tails? Too? It's like the consistency of like a thick spaghetti sauce. So yeah, like, it'd be tough to drink. To, what it's kind like a very thick, yeah. spicy what? tomato milkshake. Yeah. Right. Do they have um? There's a there's a certain vegetable that do they put uh, little diced onions in there too? Oh, are you trying to segue into the? the I don't like. This. Oh my no, god! No, they don't. <laughs> Let's keep talking about savory. Yeah, drink. when he said there's a certain vegetable, you could drink. No, bone they, they broth. don't. You they don't do warm that. bone broth. That's kind of good. No, that sounds fucked up. That'll warm your tummy up. You can drink ramen broth. Are you like the child in Mandalorian with the bone broth? That's what I. Yeah, the child. Thank you, Grogu. No spoilers, please. Grogu. Oh my god. <gasps> Baby Yoda's name revealed, and it's just like bleep blop. Yeah, it's of course. Like, it's like yeah. <laughs> I'm still gonna call him Baby Yoda. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah, Everybody also, is. yeah. Why they? I, I just got a PlayStation Five. I'm still calling it an, a Nintendo. Come on. Do you Get think? On my level. Like they, they, they're like gleep glop. That's too ugly. That's ridiculous. But then they're like, well, or we could name him like laser bleep or like <laughs> or like you know like luke sky sky you know like something like too yeah, cool son is right. there like we gotta we gotta what's the star wars equivalent of like gregory they're they're in the the boardroom they're in the boardroom <laughs> yeah someone sees a roku box uh-huh. yeah and they're like oh wait roku with a g and they have a little bit of they they're talking about their roku <laughs> and they have a little bit of phlegm in their throat Ragu. And it accidentally uh, comes out as Grogu. They have spaghetti sauce in the corner. And then yeah, that's yeah. when the needle scratches on the record that they're playing in the background. Ooh. And they're like, Johnson, you've done it. Welcome to Spoofs, Goofs, and Novelty Sauce. Podcast Dumb Shit. Oh, it's the podcast about dumb shit. It's the one. Mm-hmm. The only one. Hashtag the podcast about dumb shit. We're the only one that comes up. This week we're reviewing 
The Onion Movie. Yes, that special little vegetable that shows up in your Bloody Marys. The Onion Movie is a 2008 direct-to-video adaptation of the famous satirical newspaper The Onion, which was co-written by Onion writers Todd Hansen and Robert Siegel, and revolves around a network-style plot of a news anchor forced to face The Onion's corporate takeover of a fictitious multinational, which actually happened in real life, as The Onion was sold to Univision, though it was recently rebought by a different corporation. This movie was weirdly made in 2003, but wasn't released until 2008, with most articles about the project basically summarizing it as, we showed the movie to people, and people said it sucked, and so it passed from, like, studio to studio until finally somebody just was like, let's just put it out, and fuck it, who cares? (laughs) So did it get a theatrical release, or was this a straight-to-DVD endeavor? Straight-to-DVD, because I actually don't know if this was even... I don't know if this, I mean, it was probably straight to iTunes as well, because at that time, iTunes was definitely streaming movies and stuff. Oh, yeah, I watched, this is how you were supposed to watch it, it was on your video iPod. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Remember when that was a thing? When they were advertising, like, oh, yeah, check out Pirates of the Caribbean on my video iPod. Holy shit. tiny screen. I definitely watched, like, Ocean's Eleven on my iPod at one point. I definitely. no wonder you love Ocean's Eleven so much. (laughs) I had, uh... Kill Bill Part 1 on my video iPod, and I would watch See? that on my lunch breaks. What about Part 2? Didn't have it. Oh, no. Damn. That oh. should come as a pack. So when I watch Part 2, I'm like, oh, this is so novel. <laughs> this is great. Gentlemen. 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 <laughs> Gentlemen. Gentlemen. <laughs> what were your thoughts on the Onion movie? It lives up to his name, baby. This movie <laughs> it made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> when you chop it up it goes well in a salad but, but then shut the fuck up <laughs> i put uh gum in my mouth and then i stopped crying oh uh good. Is that, yeah, okay, okay let's wait, go back wait, to the salad back to the salad back to the side i chop it i chop this movie up and i put it in a salad uh-huh. uh Scott, does that work? Where you chew you chew gum while cutting onions? Yeah, that's that's supposed to be a thing. Yeah, I'm so glad we haven't talked. We all have it. The three of us haven't talked in a while because it's it's good. We're getting right back to the ripe, the good, this good banter that we always you know can count on when we haven't seen each other in a long time. Well, now we're not. Yeah, now you. Oh, I ruined it. No, I was talking Uh, to my uh, wife about how excited I was, but I hope I said. I'm excited to talk to my boys, but I hope Marty doesn't ruin it by saying how long it's been since we've talked to each other. Break the fourth wall in the conversation. <laughs> hey, it's a spoof movie podcast. We gotta break the fourth wall. What else are we doing, huh? Uh, uh, hey, the Onion movie? <laughs> yeah. Um, was bad. Uh, I saw this movie. Uh, I got, hey, straight to DVD, straight to my DVD player, 2008. Uh, oh. my uncle is a big, he loves the onion. And so, uh, he chops it up, puts it on a salad. <laughs> so he, he got me the, the DVD for Christmas. And then I remember watching it and being like, oh, like, <laughs> yeah, oh, just no. like kind of like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I feel like this is the obvious take here. It's not really a movie. It's just a bunch of like, yeah. kind sketches. of like half-assed sketches. It's like they made they made a three-part pilot and slapped it together. <laughs> they jam a movie onto the last 20 minutes of this movie because they really don't like the whole like the thing I listed at the beginning, which is supposed to be like a sort of a soft spoof of network. 
they just kind of like tease that a little bit throughout the whole movie just to give it like some kind of through line. But otherwise, yeah, it's just like multimedia sketches that get revealed to be onion headlines. I remember liking this movie when it first came out, um, which probably does. It doesn't uh, in reflection. We've um, grown, Marty, because I remember the same thing. I didn't love it. I didn't huh, rewatch it. Yeah, I didn't it. love it. But... You rubes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I liked it the first time I watched it. I was like, yeah, that was fine. Whatever. I mean, like, anything yeah, was fine. Right. I grew up in small town, small town, big town. And yeah, you got a family video and bada bing, bada boom, you got yourself a weekend. <laughs> you watched this over an entire weekend? You watched the Onion movie? Well, no, but that's the highlight. You go back to oh, school okay. on Monday and they're like, what'd you do? And I'm like, I watched the Onion movie and played a bunch of Halo. And Put that in your salad. And they're never asking, how was Halo? Because they know I was poning them noobs. <laughs> but they ask how the Onion movie was. And I was like, it's fine. But now I'm like, ew, stinky poopy. Yeah, no, thank very you. Very bad. I think it's like the, yeah, I'm with you. Because I, I think it's like uh, when you watch this movie... And if you just, like, kind of half pay attention to it, you're not looking at, like, we are with, like, a critical opinion. Yeah. It's like, the headlines are still funny, because that's what's funny from the Onion newspaper is the headlines. But the minute you dive any deeper than that into the joke premise of those headlines, it's just, like, oh, like, it's so excruciating. But sometimes there's a good, well-written articles in the Onion. For sure. It should have stayed a newspaper. Hot take. They were yes. doing a good job as a newspaper. Why go into movies? I was going to say they tried for years to kind of make not necessarily the movie happen, but they definitely tried like different TV shows, different sketches in different TV shows. Like there is a long list of like the onion attempting to move on from just being the newspaper. That is the sad, sad goal of a comedy writer is just yeah. any form of Sell blue out. light that they can get to. <laughs> they want it so bad and sometimes they ruin what they already had. Wait, what do you mean by blue light? I don't get this metaphor. What do you mean? It's not a metaphor. I'm being sincere about just comedy writers in general. Oh, you mean blue light. I mean like TVs and movies. They're blue light. Oh, so they want to get on TV. They want to get, get on, on They want to be on screen. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. You want to sell out. Marty, cut that. Oh, my God. Part. No, 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 no. It's It was just so poetic. It was lost on my fucking <laughs> feeble brain. You that's just called me a ruse two minutes ago. Yeah. I know. Well, no, I thought I thought, I thought, thought that's what it meant, too, but I just, like, wasn't sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. Very good. <laughs> Why, in, the, in the mid-2000s, in our post-9-11 uh, society, we really wanted for terrorists to do uh, Hanna-Barbera shit. <laughs> dude this movie has this movie legit does the exact same goofus and gallant training video shtick that american carol did right isn't that the exact same they did the exact same isn't i am i losing my mind when i, I watch this i, I can't was like, tell isn't this the same i thing? know i know there was definitely dopey terrorists in in um american carol i don't know if they specifically did the goofus you may be totally right or it may be that me Since, remembering it or you're remembering watching this movie in high school yeah. and conflating that because yeah. that's what i feel like i could be doing but i but they also very easily both could have done it wouldn't put it past and them. also they came out like the onion movie was made far enough away from american carol that it could be literally the same writer's premise oh 100 percent, yeah None of the same, I don't think any of the same team, but it does, it's weird how this movie has, like, it has a similar, like, tone of, like, we're being, 
we were being really like, oh, we're not being, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, PC. We're not being like PC at all with this movie. And we're commenting on how we're not being PC at all, which is like the most, that's the shit where it's like, don't do this in movies because like, you're just, you're just going to like, you're just trying to like undercut any criticism you can receive. And it just makes you look like, A, you're wasting time and B, like, you're just like being like a dick on top of the fact that you're already being a jerk. And it's like, <laughs> uh, who is that for? You're being a dick just- and a jerk. <laughs> I didn't want to say dick twice, so I said jerk second time. <laughs> and you're on your way to becoming an asshole, too. Yeah. You're I right agree. in that gooch area. You're right in that gooch area, buddy. <laughs> and if you step one, if you inch any further, you're going to be in that asshole territory, pal. So you better watch yourself. Uh, this movie is peak white writers. It's like peak oh, yeah. post-college white writers. I didn't know it was made Or like in a very like specific. It It's like yeah. they're trying to like recreate the... Uh, the uh, national lampoon writer's room of like white yes. uh yes uh college educated yeah guys you can tell it's like privileged white college ed- educated writers because of like the jokes that clearly punch down on black people but they're trying to like step around it so that it feels like it's not a punch down like they're trying yes. to comment on their own on on media itself like they have the whole Black people are portrayed really poorly in this movie, and then they like the next scene, like say, "Hey, we fixed it. Look, we have a sophisticated yeah, yes. black person in this scene." And it's like, uh, it's it's like, and then who is that for? Like, no one. Like, why were you expecting? Like, we have to address the critique we might receive. It's just I like, literally think it was a pat on their own backs for like being yeah. like, "Look, we pointed this out in regular media, and now we're trying to like make a joke on correcting it." And it's like, yeah, it's just like them trying. It felt like white people trying to be witty and be like, see, we're not racist. We know exactly what we're doing. And it's like, dude. It's also not funny. Just hand-wringing in general. Not funny. The two writers. Todd Hansen is considered, like, the best of the... He's the most famous, like, person who wrote for The Onion for a long time. Uh, And then Robert Siegel wrote, like, The Wrestler and The Founder. Like, these are, like, people who, like, know how to write, like, sort of, like, you know, accepted like good movies or good work in general. And that's why it's just like so weird that this is like such a big fucking swing and a miss. Did Robert Siegel win an Academy Award? No, I don't think he, I don't know. He didn't get nominated for anything for the for the wrestler. The wrestler didn't get the script wasn't like beloved or anything oh, like that. Oh, the wrestler but. ruled. Yeah. Because I was gonna say then they have two, they had uh Jim Rash was also in this. He's in this, yeah, and so he has they have an Oscar. An Academy yeah. Award winning actor. Well, he was an Academy well, Award winning writer, writer. But yeah, he, as an actor <laughs> in this film. So wow. Good job, The Onion. You really scouted out those those big time boys. I do like the structure of this movie. I like the idea of doing the like multimedia going through these different styles of programs and having it all relate. I actually like the structure of this movie quite a bit. They just like it's just like a bad it's just a really bad execution of yeah. it like that just the jokes are just not good enough and also not having like enough narrative through line for the entire thing really hurt this um well the premise is like it couldn't work any other way because it's just like you're making a mo- you're a news like a fake news uh yeah paper and you're making a movie so you have to make it like oh we have this news station too and yeah like, it, it it's the structure i think you're right is it it works. It's not like groundbreaking by any means, right. but it's like, right. yeah, that works as like a premise. And then, yeah, the writing in between is just where it flops. It's just like, 
there's so few jokes that land for how much you're watching. Like, it's so bad. It's also just a miss of, like, they they didn't know that they should... They treat the onion like it's a real thing in this world and that the 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 crazy things that are happening are all real. And I think that was where it's, like, it just tonally, like, they just didn't figure out, like, what the right, like, balance of that should be. Because, like, I think it would be better if the onion was, like, a shitty newspaper in this world and the thing was more, like, about a news anchor who, like, has to, like, return... He's, like, wants to be respected and then realizes he's no better than doing this, like, shitty news thing that covers this, like, wacky stuff that happens. Because, yeah, it's, like everybody treats it as real in this so it's not really played for laughs and none of it's really funny to begin with so it's like it's both just like not funny and then like the movie's not really helping you find it funny at all so it just like kind of just everything just kind of happens and it just washes over you like i don't know yeah they should have um yeah either do a sketch show that's just like disconnected sketches or do like a news parody where like and it could be like something shorter like a half hour where it it literally is just them like reading uh headlines on onion headlines or or flushing them out like a little bit or you could just make fun of like like 60 minutes or like like local news like there's enough like tropes yeah. too that you could fuck around with like just on news shows um that that would be its own thing too but it's like yeah this is like it's just trying to do too much and doing all of it mediocre Girly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the whole premise revolved around Cock Puncher. Yeah, that sucked. Like, the whole movie, that was, like, a pillar of the movie. And it's just, like, it's because they got Steven Seagal, and has he related to Robert Seagal at all or no? <laughs> no, just, just want to no, make no, sure. No. I didn't think so, but, uh, yeah, they got Steven Seagal, which, especially, like, in 2003, that was kind of a bigger get. He's still, like, on the downswing for, or you know, whatever his career's sort of flopping, starting to flop yeah. more than it has. It's a fun, ca- it's like getting Chuck Norris in dodgeball, right? Where it's like, it's a fun cameo. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. It's, it's just all bad. Don't watch this movie. Hit subscribe <laughs> on our podcast. Uh, keep listening. This movie, it just punches in all directions. Yes. Or it's, or it's, and it, and then yeah. it's all still, and it's padding. It's, uh, self on the back for like we're taking down everybody but yeah. if you punch in all directions then you're punching in no directions ah I agree The I just want to say the fact that it like I was always confused like looking back at it I was a little bit confused by the fact that it was it came out in like 2007 or whatever and Eight, 2008, it yeah. was so much more Islamophobic than yeah. And it was still more acceptable back in 2008, but like now you'd say it's made in 2003, it's like, oh, it makes a little bit more sense because that mm-hmm. was just like the weird culture that we had back then. Doesn't make it okay. Just still hated it. Like looking back at movies from this era really suck because like every comedy movie I feel like has to like make a joke at, oh, Middle Eastern people, am I right? Yes. Like it's fucked up. I can't wait uh, until two years from now when... um there's all these uh it's like the coronavirus like there's goofus and gallant coronaviruses (laughs) (laughs) or trump like the like the slew of like i mean we've already been getting the trump movies already but it's like there's gonna be so many more of those coming down the road like it's just gonna be exact because the, the funny thing is like like trump specifically was already used as like a basis for like everybody likes to reference that like biff tannen from back to the future was based on donald trump kind of but that was like happening all the time like he was always kind of like the parody like 
businessman character and all these things, but now he's just going to be in like every movie's going to have a Trump character. Like it's just going to get insane. Can't wait. As a movie, though, I think this is a two out of ten, which feels high, but I like the structure, so you get two points. As a spoof, I actually wrote down the same thing Scott mentioned earlier with the National Lampoon thing. It just doesn't fit with the onion, though. Four out of ten as a spoof? It's like, the headlines are still funny. I still think that's, like, the thing that, like, the newspaper does best. But, yeah, this movie is just, like, it didn't get, like, I just don't think the movie necessarily understood what's, like, funny about the onion headlines. And it just kind of devolved into, like, really, like, fucking eighth grade or type sketches Cock that were just puncher. really weak. Yeah, exactly. As, as a movie. Oh. As Kelly was saying, <laughs> four out of 20. Whoa. Which reduces to two out of 10. Nice. <laughs> I'm just going to copy Marty's homework on this. How have one. you not used that before? How have we done 60 whatever episodes? We probably and you have. It's that. just a forgettable bit. So I'll never forget. We don't review enough bad movies, guys. No. Uh, as a podcast, we're great. <laughs> We're so good. Good job, guys. Look at these metrics. Hey, you guys are going to get a big Christmas bonus. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, this movie sucks. Don't watch it. That's right, Marty. You did say the higher our overall score is, the more you would pay us for each episode. So get to to those 10 out of 10s, buddy. I'm done. Oh, dude. (laughs) Okay. Uh, As a movie, um, 1.9 out of 10. (laughs) and uh as a spoof uh 3.9 out of 10 huh and no need to explain okay scott do you have a uh novelty song yeah i do marty i would actually i would like you to read uh I figured, why not just I I could try to rewrite the first paragraph of um, Wikipedia, <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> but it's it, I think for the way this is written, I just like heard it in your voice, and so I t- I would like you to announce. I'm gonna uh, post it in the channel here, and if you don't mind, um, just go ahead and put put that announcer voice on and give this a read. This week's novelty song is Mr. Sandman or Mr. Sandman is a popular song written by Pat Ballard, which was published in 1954 and first recorded in May of that year by Vaughn Monroe and his orchestra, and later that same year by the Cordettes and the Four Aces. The song lyrics convey a request to Mr. Sandman to bring me a dream, the traditional association with the folkloric figure, the Sandman. The pronoun used to refer to the desired dream is often changed depending on the sex of the singer or group performing the song, as the original sheet music publication which includes male and female versions of the lyrics, intended. Emmylou Harris' recording of the song was a hit in multiple countries in 1981. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that that was like such a... They include this like... As, as if you thought the details couldn't get more tedious with the fucking like... Right. If a girl sings it, they're singing about a boy. And if a boy sings yeah, it, they're singing about a girl. Yeah, like, why, Emmylou why Harris, but, like what the fuck like... And that's the first paragraph. I literally that's verbatim how it's written in Wikipedia. What are they doing? Anyways, yeah, we're talking Mr. Sandman. Uh I mean, you know this song. It gets used in all kinds of different shit. So let's hear the original version with Von Monroe and his his little old orchestra. Magic Mr. Sandman bring me up. 
So we just heard uh, Vaughn Monroe, 1954. That's the first recorded version of the song. Uh, but now let's hear the most famous oh, version Metallica's of the song. version. That's right. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, the Chordettes. This is the one you've heard. It gets used in freaking everything. Here we go. The Chordettes. Let's hear them um, sing it. <laughs> Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Have you ever listened to this song at one fourth playback speed? Oh my god. The vaporwave version. I'm gonna do it right now. Dude, you gotta you guys you gotta make Hold a movie. On. Marty has to bow his song. head for two minutes in silence. Bum Yes. Uh all right. There's uh so there's the most famous version. Now let's hear another. Nineteen fifty-four. All these came out in nineteen fifty-four. Here's another nineteen fifty-four version with some fellas by the names of the four aces this version famously appeared in back to the future you know what in 1954 i like the male version better but in 2020 i like the hey. female version better okay yeah Broke the four aces, woke the cordettes. <laughs> <laughs> the cordettes one is better. Cordettes All one right. is better. Objectively better. Yeah. One more 50s version. Whoa. Here's a little uh, smooth country guitar by famed picking legend Chet Atkins. I love his diet. <laughs> the, the famous <laughs> ne- carb never eater and country picker Chet Adkins. <laughs> Let's fast forward, Kelly, away from Shrek and away from the 1950s, onto the decade of the swinging 60s, baby. The Beatles had their influence on Mr. Sandman and Bert. Campfort alike. Oh, I loved his let's, diet too. The Campfort diet. <laughs> the Campfort diet. Let's hear Bert Campfort's psychedelic, I might say, 60s version of Mr. Sandman. Dot wave. Oh my god, we're 30 seconds into the Burt Camefort one and he hasn't started singing yet. Oh, but he dripped some horns in. He drips them, dude. He dripped them in. Look at that drip. Like honey off a wooden th- the thing you dip the honey in. <laughs> wooden honey spoon? I think it's a honey spoon. Yeah, it looks like a little beehive. Honey Those are fun. Spoon. Why don't I? I want one of those. Honey dipper. And then our final version today. Gentlemen in... Uh, 1978, three country legends, all Chanteuses, got together. Their names, Emmy Lou Harris. Uh, oh shit, I forget. Emmy Lou Harris, hold on. It's gonna. Emmy Lou Harris, Linda Ronstad, and yes, Miss Dolly Parton got oh. together to perform a version of Mr. Sandman 
which uh, was never, uh, I think it was released as a single. It was going to be on Emmylou Harris's uh, album, but then uh, like there was like a problem with like, since it was all three of them, like a problem with like the rights or something like that. So then in 1981, she, uh, Emmylou Harris recorded all three versions. And then as the first paragraph in the Wikipedia entry, for some reason, inexplicably says she she had a, a minor hit with it in 1981. But let's hear that 1978 recording with three absolute legends. Emmylou Harris, Linda Ronstead, Dolly Parton, Mr. Sandman. Sandman, Sandman, Sandman. <laughs> That's one of Dolly Parton's other songs, dude. It's very good. This sounds too much like the Cordettes, dude. It's just got a little honky tonk in it. Oh yeah, it here's my uh, hot take about this. It's bad. Um, yeah, <laughs> I like all the people involved, but uh, but yeah, it's like um, just kind of unnecessary. It's literally the same song, but just with like corny like '80s production yeah, on it. It's it, like it kind of yeah. sucks. A producer's just like, hey, you guys want to make money? Hey, you guys want to try <laughs> to make some money? Hey, I sure do. I got, <laughs> I got, I got a great idea. You know that famous song from '54? Why, Mr. Yes. Sandman? No, not the one by the Four Aces. No, <laughs> <laughs> not the I first recording by Vaughn Monroe. I'm talking yep. about uh-huh. the Cordettes version. Oh. We're gonna recreate that version, and then they all went yeehaw. <laughs> Except they don't. Because they're have, from the south. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> yeah kind of fucked up to do the voice, but uh, all right, Kelly, <laughs> you did you the did voice. Too. <laughs> That was my cat. Um, there you have it, fellas. That's uh, a bunch of versions of Mr. Sandman. A well-covered song. Is it a novelty song? I Only kind of. I mean, because it's referencing like a folktale, so it, it kind of is like... And it's just it's sort on of the, yeah. silly and fun. I think the Cordettes... The, what makes it, to me, a novelty song is on the last verse of the Cordettes version, they go, Mr. Sandman, and then a deep voice is like, yes and i'm like okay that's a novelty song <laughs> yeah if someone has a lurch character in their song yeah. it's a novelty the song. lurch of uh, the lurch the lurch, uh, the lurch the character lurch. yeah uh hey marty you right <laughs> uh d- um do you have a novelty product for us that you're gonna give to us gentlemen i do this week's novelty product is pretty obviously the onion newspaper the onion is an american satirical newspaper based in chicago but was originally founded in 1988 in madison wisconsin by tim keck and christopher johnson it was originally a print newspaper as it as was the spin-off pop culture newspaper the av club for many years though recently all of their various subsidiaries and spinoffs of the main Onion newspaper are all digital, along with The Onion itself. Uh, in the early years, the newspaper circulated just at a few college campuses in the Midwest, mostly featuring uh, one of the founders, Scott Dicker's cartoons, though eventually the paper became more and more mainstream, with many attempts, as we've discussed earlier, scattered throughout the 90s to create Onion sketch shows, movies, TV shows, all that kind of stuff. Eventually they did. Obviously, there's like the Onion Sports Network and all those kinds of things. Uh, The newspaper eventually moved to New York in the early 2000s, 
uh, which is when the first rumblings of an Onion movie began. And in 2012, they moved back to Chicago, where they remain to this day. The corporation was sold to Univision, I think I said earlier, in 2000, and I don't remember what year exactly, but recently it was resold to G slash O Media, who bought The Onion, AV Club, Clickhole, all of their stuff. <clears throat> There's not much more to say. If you don't know The Onion, uh, it's a fun little newspaper, and for a while on college campuses, you can get a little free Onion newspaper, and that was always a, a nice little treat. I liked, the, I liked that it was physical. I always like appreciated that they would go out of their way to do that, despite it being like clearly a money loss. Uh, in 2008, they won a Peabody Award for uh, prestigious journalism. And you know what? The Peabody's lost legitimacy in my eyes that day (laughs) ah so here's something for this week's quiz it's a little quiz titled is this an onion article or is this a real article so i'm gonna list the titles of news articles and you'll tell me if it's real or not that's the title of it like each like each word of that is capitalized it says, is this the title an onion article? Is, <laughs> yeah, yes. is this a real ass? That's yes. the title? Yes. Yes, that's the title of the segment. Why don't you just name it fake news? Fake news? Question no, because I hate the term. Yeah, see, I like that. Kelly, thank you for being a little more concise. I like that a lot. As, as <laughs> I an struggle alt, with being concise. As an alt so. with, is this an onion article or is this a real article? <laughs> A correct guess will get you two points. An incorrect guess will get you one point. Ring in with your name. We've got nine headlines for you both. So you could just, if you ring in first and get it wrong every time you win. (laughs) You can just win. Yes. I don't like that, but okay. Number one. Scott. Homicide. Scott. Scott. (laughs) You have to wait till I finish. Wait till I finish. Otherwise, otherwise I'm negative one if you interrupt me. (laughs) Number one. Homicide victims rarely talk to police. Ding, 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 Scott, uh, Onion article. Kelly, real article. Kelly gets it. It is a real article. Two points to Kelly, one point to Scott. All right, two to one. Close match, close match. (laughs) I can't complain. I could not lock down where that article was from, but I did find it on, like, a craziest... Why did you say that? Breitbart? Because I do have specific specific references for other real articles that we have. Uh, If you had not said anything, then when you bring up the real one on the next one i would have been so impressed but now i just feel cheated scott i believe in journalistic i'm integrity. going to pay to challenge this and i dem- <laughs> <laughs> all right three million dollars please yeah. fine fine dude okay now count count the answers okay oh kelly it turns out kelly gets three points <laughs> <laughs> headline number two drugs win drug war Scott, ding, ding, ding. I'm confidently saying now that this is an Onion article. False. Scott is correct. What? They just did win the drug war in Oregon. (laughs) And I was about to say. I could just demand a one point for being incorrect because I was thinking it was an Onion article. (laughs) Before I said that Scott got it right, Kelly did say false. So I'm giving Kelly one point for saying false. All right, we're tied up. We're all tied up here. Three to three. Oh, yeah. But yes, that is an Onion article. Number three, winner didn't even know it was pie eating contest. Ooh, ding ding ding, Scott. That's come on. That's so silly. That's not an article. Uh, just in case it's not a real article, <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Scott was right. That was an Onion article. Come on. 
Scott leads five to four. Number four, voter fraud ruffles New Zealand bird of the year competition. Kelly, real. Uh, so, so if I go with my gut here and agree with him, I would get zero points. <laughs> but if I yeah, say the answer yes. that I know is wrong, then I will get a point. <laughs> All right, then, then the yeah. The format for this quiz is so bad. That's it's a wacky so ding dong onion article. I say. <laughs> Kelly got it right. That is a real article. <laughs> and that was from NPR, actually. And I get my points, um, correct, for playing the yes, game you do. by the rules? Yes. All right, good, yes. good. It is Very six well. to six. <laughs> Number five, ex-minister breaks silence, says nothing. Ke- Kelly, real article. Oh, well, I guess I just have to hedge my bets and say <laughs> that that's uh, another wacky ding-dong onion article. That is a real article, as from a German newspaper. We're doing it. Kelly leads seven to six, right? I think that was the number. Or yeah. eight to eight to seven. Eight to seven. Yeah. You're up a point. I know you're up a point. Kelly has gotten one number more six. question right than I have. <laughs> yes. So he's up. So he's up. So one I'm up by point. one you're point. Right. It makes sense. <laughs> number six. Study employees happiest when pretending to work from home. Uh oh! Come on, the pretending part—it's got to be an onion article. Ding ding yeah, ding! Scott, onion I'm gonna article. say it's real for the point, but uh, <laughs> I think it's onion. It is an onion article. Scott's intuition was correct. So the pretending does give it away. Nine to nine. Nine to nine. <laughs> Number seven. Report: Employers created forty thousand new jobs for existing employees last month. You know what? In this hell world we live it's in, real. Kelly, I'm real. Say, oh, what the fuck? What? The- I was in the middle of my answer. <laughs> yeah, well, you should have. I, I lose. I lose for putting dramatic flair on my doing answer. The whole explaining of yeah, why you like think a villain, this. like a James Bond villain. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Scott, you're gonna have to say the onion or take no points. <laughs> oh my God, I almost feel like being a man of principle here. You know what? No. <laughs> What do you mean? I'm a man of, I, I ref, you know, I can't do this anymore. I can't live a lie like this. That was an, that was a real article. That was a real article, Marty. <laughs> you both don't get any points as that was an Onion article. <laughs> nice. Nine to nine. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm rewarded. Up. See, this is what happens. <laughs> Number eight. Man at party comes crawling back to conversation he thought he could do better then. Kelly, oh, come on. Onion. Kelly got there first. Scott, you want to say it's a real article just to get a point? <laughs> no, I am a man of principle. <laughs> All right. It's an onion article. Kelly leads. That was obviously an onion article. And number nine, finally. Kitten thinks of nothing but murder all day. I say as a man of honor, it is an onion article. I'll take my win. It is a real article, Marty. Kelly. <laughs> Kelly wins. Scott gets the question right. It was an onion article. Kelly win wins. Win by the one. Quiz. Win ugly, baby. Hey, that's how that's how you win these quizzes. Well, you, you know? may have won the quiz, Kelly, but your soul will never be free of this blemish upon it. <laughs> uh, Scott, how was it starring as um that uh, ghost knight at the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? <laughs> I thought I was I have, I have the crucible in my mind. I, I my <laughs> name, leave me my name. 
Ah, so yes, that was the, the novelty product segment, The Onion. This was a very Onion-centric episode. Scott, you know, pulled back the tears with Mr. Sandman, who, you know, tried to take them away from us, but we said, thank you, Mr. Sandman. Give me a dream. I, You know what I was wanting to do, but I didn't have time? I wanted to write a parody version that was about uh, Nicholas Sandman, Sandman, the, uh, the Covington teen... The MAGA hat, shit-eating grin. Oh, oh. <laughs> That'd be a fun one. You could, uh, Mr. You Sandman. You could two birds with one stone put that on your Shit-eating teen. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's still you know, time. You, yeah. yeah, that's true. You, you could just do another version of Mr. Sandman. You could do Enter Sandman. Oh, it's a, co- a parody cover of, yeah. Mr. of Mr. Sandman. Anyways, what uh, an episode it's been. What an app. I've had great We're fun. We're back, baby. We're back. The, the the doldrums of November are gone. Now yeah. we're in the, the heart of winter. <laughs> and we're bundled up. So. Yeah. Anyway, we got to go. <laughs> These guys have a really important um, uh, fantasy football <laughs> issue to deal with. So we got to cut this one short. I'm sorry. We were going to talk for another 10 minutes, but uh, they have something really important they need to do. So I mean, we can record us talking about fantasy football if you want. I, we already minutes. did. So... <laughs> We already have. (laughs) All right, that's going to do it for us this week. Hey, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Next week, Sleepless in Seattle. (laughs) Yeah, good. Tune in one more time, baby.